It's two redheads going to Chicagoland Speedway this weekend. Talk about racing. You and who else? You. Really? I yeah, tell. well, I would hope you would know at this point, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have your flight or not? <laughs> no, truthfully, truthfully, Chicagoland weekends become one of my favorite weekends of the year. So yes, I'm right? Po- I'm pumped. I know. Yeah, I mean, there's, and you know this being in Charlotte, but like there's nothing like a home race. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that one race that you go to every single year, no matter what it is in your schedule, you go to that. This is my, this is my race. I have not missed a Chicagoland race since day one. And oh my God, this is one of my favorite weekends (laughs) of the year. I'm so excited. And last year was my first time and I loved experiencing it through your lens, how you saw it all and you're so excited about it. So I'm pumped up about it again. The only thing I have to, the only thing that I'm kind of worried about is having to deal with you for a whole weekend and all your sarcastic remarks and all Whoa. that that's going to come with it. Hey, you know what? That is the, a twisted story right there. That's what I'm worried about for you, okay? <laughs> I mean, just... All so right, so you guys, just for perspective here, um, we plan to record the show at, say, 8.45 Eastern time. Sure, right? Sure. Um, and he, Jason, you call me at 8.45. That's fair. Um, I was just finishing up dinner, and so I texted you, give me a minute. And then Jason sends me a GIF or GIF or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> GIF. Immediately after that with a one minute countdown timer. I'm like, just come on, man. Give me a, give me a break said, here said, with the sarcasm and like taking everything literally. I'm just, like I'm just preparing you for this weekend because that's oh, going to be the God. whole thing. So if we don't kill each other by the end of the weekend, it'll be a miracle. Yeah. If we have, if we can make it to Monday and record... <laughs> That's going to be a big, big step. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to have plenty of stories to share from the weekend. Yeah, and we'll keep you guys updated throughout the weekend, too. But, no, it should be fun. Um, Yeah, this is genuinely one of my favorite weekends of the year. I've got some high school friends that are coming to the track who have never been to the track before, which I'm really, really excited about to show them all around. So this, this is always my favorite part about Chicagoland is having everyone come along. All right, before we get to Chicagoland, not that we want to talk about Sonoma, but I feel like we should talk about Sonoma. Give it on the scale of 1 did. to 10. And we did. There we go. That's all we have to say. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, rate the race. Yeah. Um, honest. No, I no know. I'm going to be honest. Here. And I was even thinking about this, too. Oh, man. I would say two and a half. Fair. I'll say two. It yeah. sucked. Like, literally, no, uh, most yeah. boring race I've seen in a while. I'll, I'll be honest. Happened. You're right. I mean, I... Nothing happened. Honestly, I was just sitting on my phone, scrolling through Twitter, Snapchatting and texting people, like, because there was just nothing going on. I'll be honest there. It was it was not a good race. The leader, like, Truex and Kyle pulling away, and then 34 or 32 seconds from the leader to the third-place competitor. Like... How in the world does that happen and why, like, I don't understand how that's even possible or why it happened. Yeah, it was, I think the reason that happened was the whole race went caution free except for the stages. And, and when has that ever happened at a road road course? course. Yeah. That's insane to me. Um, I don't know if it's this package is, I mean, it's gotta be right. I I think the downforce is killing the racing outside of mile and a half. And we've discussed that, but I mean, yeah, no, no one really even went off the course. Michael McDowell spun twice. 
I feel like there were a couple other spins. Ryan Priest spun. Yeah. But that was like it. Yeah. And like no, no one crashes, else had issues. No Mechanical. Off Chase Elliott. Like that yeah. was it though. Nothing. Like yeah. You would think a race like a, any sporting event plays out, and there's storylines throughout, and things happen, and different you no know, things develop. Nothing developed during the race. It was straightforward. There's a lot of oh, stages and road course racing messes with the strategy. Like there's some weird strategy plays that teams have to do. And it's no one like you said, road courses, you could be like tons of different strategies all across the board, different things you could do to try stage to stage racing kind of brings it all together. Yeah. And yeah. so everyone's kind of on the same page and that sucks. Yeah. I can agree with that. I mean, I don't know. What if, how about this? What if, for road courses only, NASCAR still has stage lengths, but you don't throw a caution? So, I think it was 20 laps. When they hit lap 20, when they finish lap 20, the top 10, they get points, you get a stage point, but the race keeps going. Yeah. There's no break. Just for road courses, keep the strategy the same together. Yeah, I'd like that. But I did enjoy that, the fact that there were two cautions, and without those two cautions, I don't yeah. know what I would have done. That would have been rough. Yeah, Second race this year where there's no only no cautions outside the stage cautions, which truly had not happened in 2017, first year of the stages, had not happened last year. Now we're not even halfway through this year. And, and we're seeing it, it a lot more. Yeah. It's, a lot I think it's more. a package. It's a package. Blame the be. package for everything that's not good outside the mile and a half. And we were also talking about it being Fox's last race and everything. And there seems to be a trend that develops that NBC always gets the more, the better races and more stories, all that kind of stuff. And Fox had no memorable moments from the first half of the year. Yeah, honestly. I mean, Chase Elliott winning um, in the Daytona 500, but I can't even. Ryan Newman fight, but that's like nothing major in the races. No like dramatic finishes, no like very controversial happenings it was all pretty tame and that's what seems to be the trend with foxes races each year yeah and that's i'm sure that's why the schedule's being shaken up too that's why they get miami and a couple other places to spice up and spruce up outside of i mean really you look at fox's tv deal they get the daytona 500 and that's really the big race that they get but nbc gets the coke zero 400 and all the playoff races, the championship race, you could throw Darlington, Bristol night race in there. All the Brickyard, even in though general. Indy's yeah. not that good. But, I mean, they have all the big races in their half of the year. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I mean, I think why not save the best for last, honestly. Yeah. Like, it can, it's going to ramp up from here, which is great. But, um, yeah, it's, it's funny how that works out. But even with the new schedule, I would say they won, too. Yeah, they still get the better races, but... Yeah, I don't know. Just Sonoma. In the last couple of years, Sonoma's not been that great. The one good Sonoma race was at 2016 when Tony Stewart and Denny Hamlin were oh, racing side classic. by side, going to that finish. That was an awesome oh, finish. That my was God. literally the only good moment in Sonoma's history in the last, like, five years. We thought the carousel would bring something new, would bring some energy, something different. And then it was cool to see, but then literally they didn't wreck at all on that part of the racetrack. And it was different and, you know, more challenging, but still nothing developed up. Yeah, um, I'm glad they did it, though. Change it up. It's Try good it up. to change things up. I'm 100% a fan of that. Um, oh, God, what was I going to say? Shoot. Oh, I will say this about Sonoma. I went in 2017, and I don't know if you remember that race. Harvick won. I don't think it was that 
eventful, but being at the track, especially Sonoma, yeah, it changes the experience. It's so much fun. No, I would say that too. I went to Watkins Glen growing up for like eight straight years, and it was the people were like, "Oh, it's a road course. You can't see the whole track. It must suck to be there." But no, like it was one of my favorite events because yeah, you right? would watch and you would see that you would pick the part of the track you want to watch at and the best views, and you would watch the rest on TV, but it'd still be exciting and energetic. Did you did you sit in a seat the whole time? Um, so I did most, yeah, cause I was younger. So we pretty much did, but one extreme race, I did walk around to the different spots, Yeah, but it's so, walking is so spread apart. It's oh, extremely yeah. difficult to do that. Sonoma, I feel like might be easier for that. Yeah. Sonoma's, I mean, you can actually see majority of the track, which is yeah. actually crazy. It's, I'm sure the elevation helps too, but, um, I just walked around and checked out all the different parts of the track and almost did a full lap and it's awesome. I would say the Roval is the best road course for fan on the nascar circuit no doubt in my mind and you can agree with that i mean you can see most of the track for where you are it's very easy to access most places and it's just the coolest track out there it really is now we're redoing the backstretch chicane to give it some more character i know about that i'm really excited about that i tried to text you and like give you the news ahead of time but then you sent it a message to our group on twitter and like oh guys look at this like i literally told you 20 minutes before it was announced and you didn't even see it all right how many times have you gotten like a i've sent something in our twitter group chat and you're like we already talked about it i'm like oh crap. Time, i'm terrible at here's the thing though We're like trying to give you a you up. sent it and then people sent more things under it buried read. It. <laughs> all right i gotta read if i miss one thing i i'll teach like, you how to read this weekend Okay, good. Yeah, I'll have to make sure I can read group chats. <laughs> I'll be like, this weekend we'll have a group chat with our friend Ryan who's going to be hanging out with us. I'll be like, hey, what time are we leaving? And then we'll say a couple other things, and then you'll be like, just leave without us. Yeah, I'll just leave us. without you guys. Exactly. That's what we'll do. Um, oh, and you'll be pleased to know I filled my car up with um, fuel just now. Um, not right. diesel. Not <laughs> diesel fuel. Last time. Last One year ago. Last year. Jason, We're on the one year anniversary. It's Friday. I know. I know. Um, We're have a party. We, Jason and I drove down to the city and we drove down to the city and on the way back, our car was low on fuel. So our I went, car. my car was <laughs> low on fuel. Our car. <laughs> sure, um, I'll take it. Yeah. Right. Do you want it? Right. Sure. So <laughs> I went to go diesel. Yeah. I went to go fill it up with gas and fill it up with biodiesel. Now here's my defense. The nozzle was not green; it was black. It was biodiesel, not diesel. So Still that's what threw me off on the gas thing. So I pump. fired the thing up, drove home, which was about a mile, and then it just completely died Oof. in my driveway. So, but hey, you know <laughs> wow. what? I already filled the car up. I, every time since then, I get a receipt just so I know what I filled it up with. <laughs> or if something happens, I can be like, here you go. This is what I filled the car up with. <laughs> Literally, I got a receipt today. So um, don't worry. Diesel's behind us. No, I'm not going to make the mistake again. Make a, a stop at that gas station just to reminisce on the Do you want to? one year later. We're it's really Ryan. close to my house. Yeah, I mean, it's Ryan close anyway. enough to where I could have, I drove a, on a tank of diesel fuel from the station <laughs> to my house. So, I mean, it's close enough. <laughs> Everyone those things like, what an idiot this kid is. I'm oh like, my I don't God. disagree with that. And my dad move. would not let that go. And I think he's, I think he's like, for every driver interview you do, I'm going to tell them what you did. <laughs> and 
and I think we were doing Jimmy Johnson that weekend or something, or maybe not. But he's like, I'm going to tell Jimmy what weekend. you did, yeah, or something. Like, but he was all ready to tell Jimmy. Yeah, he was. He, I don't know why he was so excited to tell all the drivers how foolish that was. My punishment, really, because insurance <laughs> covered it. So I mean, honestly, he's just like, this is going to be your punishment now. So, huh. but you know what? You live and you learn. So that's that. <laughs> Glad we rehashed this story so people are aware and ready for potential gas content this weekend it's important it's important to know <laughs> yeah right, one thing i want to talk about before we get back more in chicagoland is i was so i like to go back and watch races from when i first started watching nascar so this is like 2005 and i remember the first chicago ra- um, race i ever watched was the 2005 one dale one by the way which is pretty cool and i was watching the pre-race show because i really like to watch whether it's like old Super Bowls or big football games. I like to watch the pre-race show just to get a feel for what the storylines are in the race or event from whenever ago. So I was watching the pre-race of the 2005 July Chicago race. And the storylines they were talking about are A, from the previous race. There was That was like the Daytona, the Pepsi 400 at the time. That was the race mm-hmm. beforehand. So they were talking about all the storylines that came out of that race, which were a lot because a lot of guys had trouble and this, of course, is only in the second year of the chase format with the points and whatever. So points mattered a lot more. Now, my point is there, and that's what the whole previous show was about, was like the points race is tightening up, especially with that. I don't know if NBC took over that week or the week before, but they were just starting their coverage with race to the chase. That was their thing. So they're preparing to talk for 10 races about the points and follow that battle. Now, fast forward 14, 15 years, the points are very irrelevant, like they don't really matter that much. Like even Fox doesn't cover that much. The only things that matter are the regular season championship. Then the top 16, yeah, it's kind of jostling, but there's only a handful of drivers involved. Like for the most part, most guys in the top 16 are pretty set at this point. It's not going to change hands. While back then it was so, it fluctuated so much. And of course there's only like 10 guys in the playoffs at that point. So it's a lot more competitive. And I just think we have lost all those storylines associated with points in this current format. I can agree with that. Um, cause I mean, I've, whenever NASCAR introduced like when and you're in, I mean, that obviously kills Easy. a yeah. big part of the point story, but at the same time, I don't know if Fox capitalized. I mean, at the end of the race, they talked for maybe 20 seconds on how Jimmy Johnson just got bumped out by Ryan Newman. Mm. And that was it. Like you look at the bottom of this playoff field, maybe 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, that is a really, really tight race where it's changing every single weekend. Why not talk about Jimmy Johnson during the Sonoma race? Hey, maybe he'll stay out, gather some points during the stages. Maybe Ryan Newman, I mean, when Ryan was running up in the top 10, they didn't really talk about how he was tight on points, where that could have been a storyline they could capitalize on. So hopefully NBC can... Yeah. Narrow down and focus a little bit more on some of those storylines. And Joey Logano even stayed out in some, in stage one at least because he's trying to win the regular season yeah. championship. And so there's a fight update. for the top too. Logano's actually one point ahead Kyle Bush for the top regular season really? spot right oh, now. Oh, so did he pass yeah. him? It looks sounds like it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. See, fo- like TV didn't even do anything. Yeah. God, I really hope NBC does that. I really hope because sure. that is such an important storyline. And it's it. What's the word? I can't even think of the word. No. It's um, it's important to like yeah. understand the playoffs because that's 15 points that yeah, you get. It's big deal. That's and a we're big sitting deal. Here, we're sitting here th- saying Sonoma was a two out of 10 on an important, exciting race. When scale. there's when. Storylines so that they didn't even touch. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I feel 
Fox lacks so much and they just do a poor job at um, articulating all the stories going on in the race. But NBC does a fantastic job of that. And I am really looking forward to seeing their coverage again. We'll miss it this weekend because we'll be at the track, but back when we get to Daytona and then Kentucky and New Hampshire, and we'll start ramping up in the race that Chase will be on. And you've got all these storylines already built in the race for the regular season championship. That's going to come down between Kyle and Joey, unless someone else catches fire. Then the bubble, which is super tight with Jimmy Johnson and Ryan Newman and Eric Jones, they're within five points of each other. So three guys within five points for the last spot. Like that's a huge story that could have been playing out for the last three races, but they didn't talk about it. And here we are talking about it for the first time. And hopefully NBC carries it. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're going to do a good job. I'm really excited to have that booth. I'm j- I was just thinking, Dale's I don't back. know what Dale's back. And I was even thinking too, like Steve Tart is a genius yeah. and they, I mean, that's such a steal to have him every single weekend now in your ear telling you about this. I mean, he is so smart from up atop the pit box. And his mentality is, if I don't feel confident that I could jump down on a pit box and call a race today, I'm not doing my current job justice. So he is still on his A game in terms of being a crew chief. And that is so valuable. NBC is just going to, oh my God, I'm. I'm so excited. I love their broadcasting style and their team. They're really good. For sure. And I want to just say, too, shout out to Vince Welch. Phenomenal call on Ross Chastain's win at Gateway. Oh, how'd he do it? I didn't even pay attention. It was just, I mean, he just was really just came forward with a lot of excitement and just it was he captured the moment perfectly. He did. I'm glad he could capture that moment all the way from Charlotte. Ah, Yeah, I know. Ah, that's okay. Yeah. I'm just excited. I was watching that race and seeing that finish and like Ross won. He's going to be on door bumper clear this week. I'm like, this is perfect. I was celebrating. So I didn't catch it, but good stuff. All right. Melman. Chicagoland. Chicagoland. Chicago. Here we go. Here we Seriously, go. Like I've been waiting for this, like ever since I brought my plane ticket and it came like pr- know, pretty slow, but now it's going to go super fast. It's going to go so quick. It's going to go really we're quick. We're going to enjoy it. Have a lot of great content this weekend. So we'll give you a little preview of what we're doing. We'll do some special podcast episodes. So third, so we'll have this podcast as you're listening to it, our typical race recap week podcast. And then Thursday, we're actually going to do a Periscope on both our accounts on Twitter Live to kind of just BS and say, hey, what's up? We're going to Chicagoland. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear from the racetrack and that kind of stuff? Kind of preview the weekend a little bit there. But then on Friday night, we're going to record a quick podcast on our way back from the racetrack to discuss the truck race and all that went down Friday at the racetrack and kind of preview Saturday and the Xfinity race and the cup practices and qualifying and stuff. So that'll be posted either Friday night or Saturday morning. Quick little 10 minute recap. You might have some special guests on Andrew's friends. And then Saturday we'll do the same thing, recapping the Xfinity race and the Saturday at the racetrack and previewing Sunday and getting you ready for the big race at Chicagoland. So couple special edition podcasts with some special guests and a lot of content coming out of chicagoland and in person together yeah that's the big that's the most important part we don't have to worry about wi-fi cutting us out (laughs) you know (laughs) we just have to worry about like if i don't like what you're saying i'm just gonna hit you in the car and be like shut up i got to say this yeah yeah that's i don't know we've only done one in-person pod. That's so crazy. Roval weekend. Roval right? weekend. Yeah. So we'll, we're going to well, do we our second one. We did one in the one. Chicagoland garage last year. Oh, that's right. So two. We've done yeah. two. Yeah. Which is crazy. 
Um, or I guess if you want to call Justin Allgaier, that's three. This will be number four, guys. All right, never mind. Forget what I said about this being the second one. <laughs> um, yeah, it should be fun. Real quick, and I was thinking about this as a topic of the show, but I just forgot. Um, I'm bringing new people to the racetrack. What is something that I should do to kind of give them the best NASCAR experience possible. All right. The one thing that when I went to my first race, took it in from the grandstands, and I know we'll be in the infield for the weekend and down the media center and garages and stuff, but the perspective from the grandstands, that's like the NASCAR experience. It's you see everything, you take it all in, you're able to watch all the different things going on, see the racing and through, you know, through the turns, using all the different lanes. Like that's the racing experience that you want to capture and show them to be able to get them super excited about it. So I'd say sometime this weekend, take them up to the grandstands and point them, show them around and point them to the different things going on from there. I want to take them down to the fence, right? (sighs) Really show you what that speed is like. Yeah. Um, I was thinking garage tour, um, had them show them down pit road infield, but yeah, just trying to capture what NASCAR really is. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Take them cool. to Daldega Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. Land we'll Boulevard. fly up to Tal. Ta- you know what? Let's go to Talladega Boulevard this weekend. It'll oh, yeah. be a little less rowdy, but lit. we'll still, yeah, we'll still be able to that's see the, what it's like. That's the NASCAR <laughs> experience right there. Yeah, it is. We'll also be doing a Redhead Racing Radio vlog this weekend. That's right. So Andrew did one at Talladega, so we'll kind of be doing the similar thing, but we'll each be on it and doing different, talking about what we're doing throughout the weekend and show you some behind the scenes too. So. I'm, exci- I'm just excited because we're going to have so much content coming out this weekend, and it's going to be cool to do it together. Yeah, I agree. It should be a lot of fun. Um, make sure to follow along, for sure. Um, I'm going to be doing an Instagram story, too, like I've been doing for the past a uh, little less than a year. I'll but be there to judge your Instagram story the whole weekend. Yeah, you can help me out. See, I'm, I'm going to come to you for Instagram advice, um, so that'll be helpful. I frame most of my tweets how you showed Jason me to frame style. them with quotes and emojis and all that. So, I mean, I, I, I take your best ideas and I use them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, if you want to follow us on all this content, um, Jason Schultz, where can we follow you? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyJasonSchultz. See, I changed my handle to reflect the same thing, so it's easier just to be like that. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Twitter oh, yeah. at Where do you follow you? Andrew Kurt. Yeah, I'm just going to go for it. You didn't really give me the bro <laughs> nah. like I was looking for. Um, you can follow me at Andrew Curlin TV on Twitter, at Andrew Curland on Instagram, and at Andrew Curland on YouTube. See, it's so hard. You just got to get it down to one. Ah, see, I can't. I Brand don't like Andrew Curlin TV, but I want to keep Andrew Curland. But there's a guy on Twitter who already has my username. So I've tried blocking and reporting him, but I ain't gonna, getting it. You're I'm never gonna, gonna get it back. It You've got to move on. It's People can happen. search my name and they'll get it without having to put the full username in. I, I'll <laughs> tell you that. Okay, um, that's the way I see it. But yeah, that's all, all I got. Right. <laughs> all right, we're on to Chicagoland. One of the best weekends of the year. We're excited about it. Stay tuned all weekend long. Plenty of shows coming out. Plenty of content. We'll debate it all and talk about it all. All right. right. See you in a couple days. Next time we talk to you, we're going to be talking in person. See you guys.